0: of the Celtics Life Podcast, the West Coast road trip is over, and the Boston Celtics aren't dead yet. They're looking better, actually. With 14 games left in the regular season, the three-seed is still in play, and despite stumbling in their last game, they look light years better than the team we potted about last week. I'm Justin Quinn here with Mark Allison. Let's dive right into what's happened in the interim. So, uh, things are looking kind of, you know, better.
1: Aren't they? Yeah, that West Coast swag. Uh, <laughs> so the the magic plane ride, and uh, all of a sudden we are uh, looking more like the team that uh, we all kind of envisioned, right? Um, I I just want to say I am thankful that I wasn't on the podcast last week because I was in I was scheduled to be. We had a little mix up and. Uh, so, uh, I would have said some really bad things that, I, that I'd like to take back now. I know you guys got pretty heated last week, and uh, I, was, I was ready to go guns blazing. So, I'm, I'm really glad I wasn't on last week.
0: We, we look like we may have overreacted a wee bit. Uh, Topher really went in hard.
1: Well, uh, I, I, I was prepared to... It, it's, it's probably for the best that I wasn't yeah. on there with him, because uh, <laughs> it would have been worse.
0: But, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm feeling... Somewhat better. I won't say I'm relieved. I'm not gonna say we, you know, quote unquote, as we've said what three thousand times this season, turn the corner. Uh, but it doesn't look like we are taking a nose dive straight to hell anymore, and could actually make some noise in the postseason, maybe even do some surprising things. Uh, but. There's there's some work to do, uh, you know. Even though that Philadelphia and Indiana have been slipping in the standings, you know, we got to within I think a half game before we dropped last night's game. Now we're giving a half back, and I don't know. What do you think? Uh, what's your assessment of the Celtics team in this magical airplane trip and uh, all of that good stuff?
1: So, so I think I mean, and, and, and we're like joking, obviously, about last week, but I, I do think like the uh, upset. Uh, reactions and whatnot, it was totally warranted because we were coming off of, uh, I, I mean, I watched that, that Houston game, right? That was the last game before the, the road trip. Yep. National televised game, they just like looked like complete dog shit, just loafing around. They were down, what, 30 points in the first half? Something. And then all of a sudden, some effort comes out of nowhere in the second half. They ended up getting back into that game. I think they ended up losing by seven or something like that um but they had it like within 5 points with like minutes to go um you know it all too little too late and i, I think that was just kind of like that was more frustrating to me to see them come out like that it was a big game they were supposed to be responding um after some subpar efforts before that and they they didn't so um you know so then we go out west that game against the warriors um I, full disclosure, I, I, these friggin' West Coast games, I fell asleep <laughs> waiting, <laughs> waiting for that game to come on. I was watching the Bruins, and then uh, there was like a 45-minute gap in between the two games, and uh, the Sandman got me in there. So uh, I didn't watch the Golden State game. I didn't see a minute of the game when it was on. Uh, I woke up at like 2 in the morning on my couch, passed out, and I was like, oh my God, I can't believe this. And, and, but obviously, um, I looked back and saw the game Uh, after, and, you know, they, uh, completely, like, turn around. I mean, we've totally washed them. Um, so, I guess, I guess the response game came a game too late. Like, had they done that, uh, or played better like that against Houston, I don't think everyone would have been going as crazy as they were. But they just looked so bad in that Houston game, at least for three quarters of it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, full, full tilt boogie against, uh, Golden State there. Um, Oh, I didn't even... Pun intended there. That's actually kind of... That's actually... That was a look,
0: good pun because it was I really... Didn't even,
1: I didn't even... I didn't even... Topher be proud of me there. <laughs> I, I didn't even... Uh, didn't even mean to do that. That's an, intense. But, um... Uh, so then, you know, um, they, they show up in Sacramento the next night without Kyrie um, and play well. Uh, I mean, well, they, I, I don't want to say they played well, but they gutted out a win. Uh, they didn't play great, but the second night of the back-to-back, missing your best player. Um, they gutted out a win, which I think was important. Um... To, you know, they didn't have to run away with the game. They won it. It came down to the end, uh, and they came through. Um, then we go back to Los Angeles. Obviously, the Lakers are a complete mess right now. Uh, so, uh, you know, th- they didn't play well in that game either. So, and they still won. Um, my my thing here is like we're all hyped on the three and three and um, one world trip. Obviously, they lost last night to the Clippers. Um, in a in porous fashion, but, um, you know, end of the trip, people giving them a break here. I, as great as they played in that Golden State game, they didn't really play great in any of the other games. <laughs> I mean, they won the games, right? There were two of them, anyways. Uh, I, I'd say they played better in Sacramento. Did, did anyone really think they played well in that Los Angeles game, the, the first um, Lakers game? Because I, I didn't think they played great. That, they, they should have blown they, they that team's what they door They should though.
0: have played uh, without any flashiness, any uh, commitment to defense, any yeah. certain, like significant yeah, yeah. organization. They just picked right. a bad team.
1: Yeah, Kyrie played very well. I don't mean the whole team played bad, yeah. but th- they kind of coasted to victory. It's not like they looked like a well oiled machine in that game. I guess that's what I was, you know. But th- you're supposed to beat the bad teams, and they did. And I mean, it was relatively easy, I guess, although the Lakers kept coming back and hanging around, but they did put them away. Um, but I, I mean, it just seems like, I think more so than them, them playing well, is. it seems like everybody's back on the same page and, and things are moving like they should be, right?
0: That's important, I think.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: all around Kyrie and his moods, which mm-hmm. makes me uncomfortable as fuck, uh, yeah. but if, if, if uh, daddy is always happy, hopefully he'll rub off on Kyrie because, you know, as long as he doesn't seem to get all down the dumps the way that he has, mm-hmm. the team seems like it recovers fairly well. I like his response. You know, this is exactly what I was talking about. When, you know, just a few weeks ago, I was constantly complaining about how he handled losses with the media. And just, just the way that he was in his last loss, just like, yep, yeah, we lost. It sucks. Let's move on.
1: That's, yeah.
0: that's what you give the media. You have to say something. You don't right. need to psychoanalyze the goddamn team in front of them.
1: Right. Yeah. And, I mean, it, uh, so yesterday he comes out with the, uh, like, kind of apologizes to the media for the way he's been um, – you know the 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 way he has been well, kind of like the way he's been dealing with them, and I kind of the way he's been portraying them too, as if they're all out to get him. I mean, they're, they have to ask these questions. Um, he he was getting into it with guys like what was it, Steve Bullpit? Like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, th- these are respectable reporters. They're asking questions that they have to ask. You know, and, and, like he. You know, all of a sudden, he doesn't want any of the limelight. This is a guy who just had a movie come out last year based around a fictional character of him playing basketball. So to, to act like he doesn't want any of this extra attention stuff is is pretty disingenuous, if you ask me.
0: I think so, too, and it's it's... Not necessarily, I think, that he doesn't want attention. He just doesn't like the fact that he's been getting negative attention. And I think he finally right. connected the dots that <laughs> yes. he is the reason why
1: he's getting the negative attention. Exactly. Because of the things he says. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, my my hope is, though, right? So, if if we do, you know, we get through this season. But if we sign him to a long-term deal, four years or something like that, um, I think a lot of this goes away just because... He's not going to have to answer to what, because this kind of all stemmed from him, whether he was going to stay, whether he's going to go. You know, he tried to put that to bed early in the season, right? And then, I I guess he just became frustrated when people would still ask him about that. Um, Right around when the Anthony Davis stuff popped up, and he wanted to move, and that, you know, um, that's when everything kind of, That's when this all started, really. And then the Celtics weren't playing well. Um, So I I, I just feel like, and I hope, I guess, because I'd love for him to still be on the team because I I do enjoy watching him play basketball. I don't really give a shit um, how they deal with the media as long as they play and play well. But um, we probably wouldn't have to deal with this if he was on a long-term deal, right? At least a good portion of this goes away, right?
0: It would be I, I guess you'd always have
1: to worry about him being happy and demanding a trade because he's done that before. But um, you know, I, I feel like most of the circus goes away.
0: I don't know. Has anyone ever demanded a trade twice in their career? I mean,
1: <laughs> that's true, right? <laughs> is, is that is that, has that ever happened? I think
0: Carmelo kind of, sort of, vaguely did, but he didn't do it in the same way with with the Knicks. It was kind of more of a behind the scenes thing. And I don't even. I think. To, you could even say three times maybe with Houston, though I think it was pretty mutual at that point. So, I mean, that's really the only example I can even think
1: of. To, to, to think where there was a time when Carmelo Anthony twice demanded to be traded after, like, now he can't get on any team. So, like, <laughs> what a example. life potential fast. Yes, learn from this. <laughs> oh, man.
0: So, what do you think about the whole uh, magic plane ride to Los Angeles? And it's you know, is this just a bunch of horseshit that we're just gonna like, you know, chalk up to? Sure, it works, great, wonderful. Or was there really something there? Have we really, have we really seen something substantial change? I think it's really too early to say personally, but I'm
1: curious what you think. Yeah, so, I mean, um, it, it seems like the attitude has definitely shifted, right? Uh, they're certainly playing better than they were before that stretch. Uh, even though I still think, Golden State game aside, I, I don't I don't think they jumped off the page in any of the other games. Um, but um, I, I think it's, it's, it's got to be an attitude thing. Like, it's, it, I think it has shifted the attitude of the team. Now, whether they're good enough... Um, to To really be the team that we they have the talent to be, I mean will that obviously we're going we're going to find that out over the next couple of weeks. I mean I, I think even before, obviously, when you get to the playoffs it's a little bit of a different game. Uh, I think we 're in an advantage over some of these other teams because we have a guy like Kyrie who can score almost any time he wants, right, or at least get a shot off time he wants um, or get to the hoop whatever um, I, The game is definitely going to shorten. I mean, uh, the you know, it's it's just the way it, it, you know the lot the rotations shorten. I think we're in a a good spot there, but I I do think that it's important. I I don't think we can go back in the tank and then just all of a sudden turn it on in the playoffs. I do think they have to be playing well over these next. What do we have? Ten games left?
0: Fourteen.
1: Okay, fourteen. Well, it's more than I thought. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, I, I think these next few weeks are going to be telling. Because I mean, what if if they just like go 500 over these games? That's not going to be good.
0: No, nope. and there's a lot of winnable games. There's definitely some hard hard matchups left on on, on the calendar. Uh, they do, I think, I agree, need to tighten up and win those those winnable games. And the difficult games, they should be winning most of them. You know, they don't need to win mm-hmm. all of them, but if they do drop games, dropping a game to a team that is deep and full of NBA-level players like the Clippers, you know, we can accept that, but they, they need to not be dropping games against the, the the Sacramento home game when they come back on Thursday. They need to take care yeah. of business against the Atlanta of the league. So, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, they are definitely not out of the woods yet, and... There's definitely, you know, Sacramento's going to be pissed. They want to make the playoffs, and they want revenge for getting beat on their home floor. You know, they were above 500 team before we got to them. They're slipping a bit now, and they they are not going to take it lightly uh, when they step onto the Garden it. So they need to be... Prepared for those games, and I'm still concerned based on the fact that we saw, you know, the crescendo of Golden State and kind of like a a, a slow drift back down towards mediocrity through the rest of the trip. I'm hoping that has a lot to do with the fact that they were in Los Angeles the whole damn time, the weekend, that a certain young player who, uh, you know, I'm not saying he, he didn't play because of a shoulder soreness from the Golden State game, but it is awfully interesting that somebody, you know, came of age in Los Angeles and then wasn't playing on uh, the last game <laughs> yeah, the a little, a little <laughs>
1: convenient, right? A shoulder! <laughs> he said it's
0: my old the only reason I'm joking about it, because uh, I made a big, big, big boo-boo earlier this week uh, talking about the Los Angeles Lakers. Maybe we can go into that now. I think this is a mm-hmm. good segue to that. The Lakers have all been right. given a bunch of misfortune, uh, but the 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 lead story I think for them right now is my boo boo, uh, which is Brandon Ingram. I, I you know when they put LeBron on a minutes restriction and no back to back, we all knew the tank was in. They were throwing in the towel. Uh, we can talk about that in a second, but the bigger thing for me, for them, for their future, for uh, long and short term future, is Brandon Ingram. Doesn't just have a nebulous, uh, we better sit him for the rest of the season shoulder injury, uh, and the way that I was hinting about Tatum's shoulder injury not being serious, it was serious, and it's very serious, it's deep vein thrombosis, which, if you're not familiar, that is what ended Chris Bosh's career, um, I think Mirza Teletovic, uh, as well, and, I mean, at least for both of them, from what I'm gathering, you know, again, disclosure, not a doctor. Uh, not, not qualified to say, well, I am a doctor, but not that kind of doctor. <laughs> anyway, moving on. I, I'm not qualified to speak on this injury in any way, shape, or form. But from what I understand, what I've been hearing from people who are is that it is uh, less dangerous if it's in your arm than in your legs and much less dangerous than, say, like a pulmonary embolism, which is the blood clot moving closer to the heart. And that will kill you. You know, it'll kill you dead if it happens on the court. And you're on the blood thinning medications to, to hopefully get rid of it. And if it goes away, then great. You're wonderful. If you, It's just these kinds of things can happen sometimes. Right. So there's some pretty big implications. Like obviously he has to legitimately sit along with um, Lonzo Ball, you know, who has an ankle issue. And that I think is, is legit. And they're being careful with it, which is probably wise.
1: Yeah, but, at this point, especially, you know.
0: Yeah, why, why rush them back? They're not doing anything. And they have a good shot at a top 10 pick uh, if they keep losing. They don't, mm-hmm. Nobody needs to worry. They're not getting Zion. It's basically mathematically impossible at this point, um, you know, barring legitimate uh, league subterfuge, which I don't think happens, at least not in the draft. Um, but – you know, you, you brought up in the chat something that has some pretty serious implications. and No one's really talked about it because, you know, they're trying to be sensitive to it. But, I mean, at some point we do need to cover the fact that this is going to significantly affect Los Angeles' uh, future, particularly this summer. And maybe you, you would like to talk about what you were talking about in the chat.
1: Yeah, so I mean, I I right? It's it's I mean, obviously it's a sensitive issue, but we can bring it up. But th- this doesn't this uh like effectively take them out of the Anthony Davis sweepstakes? I mean, there's there's no way they're going to be able to trade for him if Ingram is not in the deal, right? It takes
0: three months, from what I understand, to at least you know revisit yeah. the situation and and find out if the the anticoagulants had run mm. their course and that. You know, they need to do a battery of tests to make sure it's not the result of a genetic disorder. Because you can sometimes, you know, just get hurt and then get a, right, a, right, a hematoma right. in a blood clot. It yeah. just happens.
1: Yeah. So hopefully and, that's what happens. But
0: we're not going to know until until right. well after, like a good a good month after it matters.
1: Yeah, and I mean, the, the thing is, and here, I hope Ingram comes back and is fully healthy next season. And I, I don't wish any ill will to him. But um, if you're the Pelicans... Um, you already shot down a deal the the little godfather offer from the Lakers of like all those guys Kuzma ball um Ingram with whatever picks um and like now going into this offseason like you said even even if it's cleared up by then it's still going to give you a little more pause right um I I just don't see how they're going to be able to make that trade unless for some reason the the Celtics are um out of the equation, uh, you know if, for if whatever
0: reason.
1: right whether it's Davis tells Ainge that he will not resign there, or Ainge isn't comfortable um, thinking that he will, um, or, he or, or if something, or if something else crazy happens and we traded for Durant instead or something, you know, like uh, you know yep. some of those other wild things that people are talking about. Um, but other than that, I mean, I don't see um, you know there's maybe a, there's some. Dark horse team that has will be able to get the pieces. I mean, whoever gets Zion, obviously, would probably have a good shot,
0: um, a shot at least. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, so that that you know that's a reasonable. I guess it depends on who ends up with that number one pick, obviously. But, um, uh, but I mean, yeah. Unless I don't see, I don't see how they pull the trigger on that deal now. I mean, if I Lakers do. fans, Lakers fans would have you believe that Ingram. Is better than Tatum. Now, whatever, they can debate that. He's actually been playing very well since the All Star break, too. Um, so he was essentially the best piece but, but uh, in that draft. I mean, some people might like Lonzo better, but I, don't, I think Ingram has way more upside than Lonzo. He does. Um, I, and I mean, you know, he can be your leading scorer on, you know what I mean? He has the potential to be like the leading scorer who can get a shot off whenever, um, you know, uh, a la, you know, a Kevin Durant type player. And. That's, I think, more important than having, uh, you know, a uh, a Rondo esque point guard who maybe will be a better shooter, right? Maybe. I mean, that's kind of As what kind of maybe. Alonzo is, right? Yeah,
0: he's been he's been very very erratic, and it's very hard to get a read on exactly what kind of a pro he's going to be, just because he's been injured yeah. so many times. We're talking about ball here. Yeah, um, regarding regarding Ingram, uh, I think there is some recognition that you know. The, the argument that bad team scoring empty points is one thing. There is the West Coast aspect where they are playing slightly better in-conference play. So there, there's some ground made up that way. But then we also have, you know, proven postseason ability with, with Tatum. So I think I, I tend to agree that, you know, most of the people whose opinions I trust that aren't just Celtics analysts rate Tatum as the higher prospect long term. Uh, so, you know, there is, I will agree, a very much narrowed path for the Lakers to, to land uh, Anthony Davis, assuming they are still going to try to. Um, however, I do see two distinct paths for it happening. If they could crack the top four, I don't think they, they have a very good chance of getting much better than the three or four pick in the very best tanking outcome for them. Uh, it's definitely possible if they can if they can get a couple more like three I think about three more spots uh, down in the standings, then they will have a, a, a solid mathematical chance at breaking into the top for like twenty something twenty nine percent I think is the best
1: best possible to get the top four yeah yeah
0: that's that's the very best and a very narrow path for them yeah. uh, more likely they're going to be in a ten to twenty percent range for that according to Tankathon. So it's definitely, they could definitely get a top four pick that would still, you know, with Ingram, I think, you know, he's still got enough upside uh, in terms of both his health situation and his ability to play. that I think he would still, you know, be an interesting pick. I don't think, I think he would have lost a lot of luster because of his health situation. But I do think that if they can miraculously get to that that higher lottery pick um I think it's still there, and there is a ridiculous ridiculous suggestion that I have only just start hearing people speak about. And this is because of a fact that LeBron has something going on with his current contract that he has not had in previous, which is he no longer has a no trade. would just be sheer insane I mean I think actually LeBron would be a good fit with Giroud I'm not saying that uh, I'm not saying <laughs> it's an ideal situation considering that he did not want to move to New Orleans but I do think there would be a better team than the situation he's looking at at the moment at the very least
1: Imagine trading LeBron for Davis and then signing Kawhi Leonard and Kawhi and Davis in Los oh, Angeles that would be that would be so awesome
0: yeah, I mean, I don't know if I want to be facing them on a regular basis, but at least it would be a different, uh, unexpected <clears throat> twist and turn. Yeah. I, don't, I don't wish the Lakers any, any ill will, but they just
1: I hiding. do.
0: Well, I don't because I want to beat them. I want them yeah, to be yeah. good enough for us to beat in the finals. I,
1: I, I, so, um, it, here's the thing, though. This is why that will never happen, because the Lakers are so concerned with their image yep. in players' minds that they would never trade LeBron. Like not not like that. Not unless he demanded to be traded. Like they're the team that gave Kobe that you know that money at the end of his career, almost like a you know even in his last wash-up year, he signed that that one last deal. He was making like forty million a year, right? Still think. Um, Yeah, Yeah, um, they did that. They, they're just they're very concerned with how their how the players and and, pro- and you know and obviously in some cases that's good because you always hear about players wanting to play there, although they haven't signed a. Uh, a great free agent in his prime in a long time, right? Aside from this LeBron thing, um, yep. But they like whereas the Celtics kind of have this reputation of well, you know, after we after what we did to uh, you know uh, Isaiah Thomas, we we kind of have this. Oh, they're so cutthroat over there. Like the Lakers are like the complete opposite. Like if if you're like a you know star like like LeBron, like they'll just coddle you forever. So I mean they'll they'll never. I don't think they would ever do that, just out of that.
0: Yeah, you're probably right. And to be honest, it's not the kind of move their management seems to be making, which is more about winning than image in general as well. And you know, I mean, they're totally about winning as long as they can do it in a flashy Hollywood style manner. And I mean, I know it's stereotypical, but the Bus family uh, has has continued that tradition as far as I can see, and the substance seems to matter much less. Not. You know, not entirely. They do They do care about things like analytics and whatnot. Uh, but Image does seem to be, at least from my point of view as well, to be the primary uh, driver of their decision-making process to the point where they're hiring, in my opinion, unqualified people to run the organization. And it's having the results uh, that you would expect, really. So I'm, I'm all for that.
1: You don't think Rob uh, Lowe is a good GM?
0: Rob Lowe? Yeah, I mean, he <laughs> does look like Rob Lowe, doesn't he?
1: Yeah. kind of creepily. <laughs> it's very scary. That's
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, I don't know. We've got a, a, a fairly winnable week coming up ahead of us. Um, Sacramento at home this Thursday, March 14th. The rematch. Yep. And, you know, that's a real big trap game in my opinion. But so is Atlanta this Saturday on the 16th. You know, Atlanta may be a tanking team. The the players want to win, and they play hard despite the fact that they're tanking. They're not tanking more through ineptitude. They're tanking more through youth and, you know, just really not having the roster to compete, which is, in my opinion, the better way to treat your fans to tanking. Give them some promise to watch rather than throwing out a bunch of D-leaguers and
1: see
0: who sticks. Mm-hmm. You know, so, again, it's a very losable game if they continue to play uh, the brand of basketball that we were ranting and raving about last, last podcast. And then
1: we finish up. I, Go ahead. I, well, I was going to say, I really think they're going to come out fired up on Thursday uh, after, you know, they've kind of regained their composure here, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, gra- the the garden crowd is going to be nuts um, Thursday. To, you know, to greet them coming back, you know, 3-1 on the West Coast swing, um, I, I would be shocked if they, I, I, they don't win that game big. I hope so. And I know Sacramento's a decent team. I'm not, like, no shade on them. I think uh, any team coming in there on Thursday is going to have a hard time. If you ask me, I think
0: so. I, I think that that's going to be a really big bellwether to how concerned we should be. If they if they barely scrape by with a one point win, or God forbid, drop a game to Sacramento at home, yeah, yeah. we need we need to 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 pull out the concern button. And
1: well, if it depends out. on how if if they scrape by and win, but like Sacramento shot the lights out or something, yeah. I can deal with that. You know what I mean? As long as we're not giving up, you know, as long as they don't look like crap, exactly. style defense, you know? yeah.
0: So, then what do you think about the Atlanta game? Do you, do you agree that might be something
1: of a trap? That, it, it probably could be, and I think this they should roll over them, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully that they do. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it's obviously, it smells like a trap game, but I, uh, I, hopefully, I would imagine at, at this point, as long as we keep, they, they should be able to walk away with that one easy. And then, hey, Isaiah Thomas day, uh-huh. it's on my birthday, next Monday. <laughs> Does he the a tribute video yeah. we've all been waiting for. <laughs> um, no, I, that's, that's, um, that's, that's really awesome. I, I actually wish, had I realized that that game was on the 18th, That's which is my birthday, I would have totally gone to that game. But, uh, <laughs> you know, didn't realize that until just now, to be honest with you, <laughs> looking at your chart that you sent me. Um, but that's pretty awesome, though. I'm excited for that. Um, he's probably going to have a monster game. So uh, that'll be a tough one.
0: So... If you're going to go on our most recent analysis of this team over the over the road trip, what do you predict for the record for the week?
1: I would say two and one. Anything less than that really sucks. Um, I, I could totally see us losing that game to Denver, um, but if if they if they finish this two and one, I'll, I'll be happy with that.
0: Same. Very much in agreement. I, I think that we're going to see something to the tune of a three and one or three two and one that is uh, unusual. I think we're going to drop a game not against Denver. You know, that's the the, the expected loss if we're going to lose one this week. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to say who. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be Sacramento or Atlanta. If it's Atlanta, I can deal with it. If it's Sacramento, I'm going to be pissed. Which sounds weird, but I, I think I think we understand why based on our, our conversation. But I want to say that if you want to go to that Denver game, because it's at home, you can check out the links at the top of CelticsLife.com. We have a huge variety of shirts, hoodies, and tickets to games like the Denver, Atlanta, and Sacramento games. So, you you know, Mark, maybe somebody out there listening will be very nice and buy you a ticket to your birthday.
1: Yeah, please.
0: It'd be very very sweet of them not that i'm soliciting uh, uh support from our audience in anything other than five star reviews uh where you know you will never catch them you will never miss an episode if you subscribe uh if you don't like what you hear you know you, you can skip the five star review and just you know use any something like article or twitter with the, the hashtag CLPOD. uh then be able to inform us without impeding us in our mission to bring you the Celtics coverage you want, just the way you like it. I got all experimental with that that closing, and I probably murdered it, but, you know, that's kind of been the modus operandi of the Celtics for the last month, so I feel like I kind of deserve a little bit of a break. What do you think?
1: Killing it. Killing it.
0: All right, y'all. We're going to get out of here, but uh, hopefully we will reconvene next week with a positive week under the hood. And I'm Justin Quinn going out with Mark Allison. Take care y'all.
1: Later guys.